From Tobacco Republic in Loomis, California, the Loomis Cigar Cartel presents Beyond the Humidor, a cigar podcast for the rest of us. Wow, we're about eight or nine days into 21 and I already want my money back. Scott Robinson with you for another edition of Beyond the Humidor. And just for the record, I did get my coffee this morning as opposed to last week while I was drinking McAllen. Mm-hmm. Now I'm just drinking good old-fashioned American coffee, whatever that looks like. Made by Democrats in Seattle. <laughs> oh, wait, hey. no politics. Yes, no politics. <laughs> it's probably Especially. McAllen in a, in a Starbucks <laughs> cup. You know, the sad part is Tiny Wife told me this morning, she said, well, you know, you can put stuff in coffee like Kahlua or you know what would be really good? She's the one who accused me of being an alcoholic last night. And she says, you know what you could put in there? You could put in crown vanilla and um, a little Kahlua cream or whatever, Irish cream and crown royal vanilla. The sad part is I was thinking, hmm. <laughs> but no, this is plain good old fashioned coffee. Time to start for them meetings. Save, yeah, save the crown vanilla until you're getting your pedicure. <laughs> What's wrong with crown vanilla? You put that in some orange soda? That's the bomb, man. That is an orange. <laughs> oh, <you>. Oof. Oof. <laughs> that's like a alcoholic orange cream sickle. Because <laughs> that's what we need. <laughs> hey, brother, what you drinking, man? <laughs> Mind your business is what I'm drinking. <laughs> See, Ooh. you ain't right. Well, Larry, how you, you doing? You ain't right. <laughs> there we go, folks. The understatement of the morning. Yeah, that boy ain't right. <laughs> how you doing, Larry? Oh, whew. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you on the, we're, what, nine days, eight days in, and I'm ready for a full refund. Um, no, it's 2021, great, you know, came out, said, said to, 2020 hold my beer and here we go (laughs) so it's been a fun run so far well greg with you here today folks and uh before i get to my opinion of the 2021 which doesn't matter um our guest joining us today father friend co-worker god help us all let's not get fired (laughs) my friend and co-worker paul ruggerello uh, thank you. Thank you for having me on. I've uh, been looking forward to this, actually, and so uh, um, it's good to be here. Good to uh, meet all you guys again, and uh, thank you uh, for having me. No doubt. Now, Greg, when you first started introducing him, it sounded like you were writing a damn headstone, No, no, father, no. friend. Well, you know, once, <laughs> once certain individuals hear this, we're screwed, so it doesn't matter. Hey, the episode ain't over yet. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and ultimately, this could be the last, so you never know. <laughs> Yeah. So, Scott. Let's talk about Cigar of the Month. Yeah, let's talk about that because um, this is one out of the Illusion line I've never smoked before. Yeah, it's the 88. It is my go-to, the um, the 88 Robusto. And I can't say enough good things about it. You know, on the initial cold draw, you don't get too much. And this is one of the cigars that talks to me. It's when you light it up and you take your first smoke, it's saying, step your ass in the flavor country. It's got a, I can't describe the taste exactly. It's just this really warm, toasty feeling and taste to it. It's very smooth. Um, It is 
a blend of the Carrillo 98 and the Corojo 99. And Criollo. Criollo. Okay, fine. Criollo. Thank you. Carrillo. <laughs> you can definitely tell you grew up in South Central. Oh, we're going to bring that up again? <laughs> That's funny. I thought he'd watch Shaft last night. <laughs> we're rolling into flavor country. What did he say? I was like, what? Step your ass into flavor country. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> oh. But no, it has it has a nice, big, bold flavor without being overwhelming. I mean, it's, there's just a lot of taste to it when you take that um, first couple of draws mm-hmm. and just continues on. And, you know, for the wrapper and binder that it's in, you'd expect something that I always say, um, you know, if it's a Maduro, like kind of sock you in the face. But this doesn't do that. It's tasteful without being gaudy. Yes, yes. <laughs> No, I'm not talking about a dress. Wow. <laughs> okay. We know where your mind's going right now. Hey. So, Larry. So what? I noticed you got a Lancero, and that's not the norm for you. Well, I also noticed that there wasn't a cigar of the month on the uh, production notes. Clearly, so. he didn't read it. It's the last thing on the li- on the thingy there. Oh, there we go. <laughs> um, yes, I am actually smoking the uh, sun-grown Maduro Lancero um, that... Uh, I, I, it's, it's true, I am not a Lancero guy, but uh, the, uh, the Patel Sungro Maduro is an extremely good cigar in any size, any ring gauge that I've smoked, and I happen to have a few of these, and today seemed like the day. Nice. I know you're normally the Battalion fan more often. Mm, true. Mm-hmm. So, Paul. I can't really look at the questions I'm leading you on because the, the video is running off my tablet. But um, what do you think so far? I mean, you're I know most of the cigars is what, when, what I've give, been giving you or, or, or um, recommending. But what do you think of the one you got? Uh, I would I mean, without me being able to be as descriptive probably as uh, Scott over here, uh, <laughs> I would just say, I mean, I definitely it's easy, easy smoking, I think really smooth. I mean, I haven't had a lot of. Um, you know, different cigars as far as a wide range. And I'm still trying to, still gathering how to, you know, taste the flavors and whatnot. But um, definitely, I enjoy it. It's definitely very, uh, very easy to smoke. It seems like light, not light, but just, you know, has flavor and, you know, not too harsh. That Illusion line, I think, is one of my favorites because if Dion has that innate ability that if he wants it strong, it's going to be that way. If he wants it to appear strong, but be nice like this one, it it's great stuff. And you got to get, when you're over in Reno, you got to get over to his lounge and check his place out because it is pretty awesome. Sounds like we need to Definitely. plan a trip. I'm good with it. Oh, yeah. Right. Once this whole thing blows over and you can actually sit in the lounge. Well, yeah, because I gave uh, Robert and um, BJ a call and said, hey, what's uh, what's the status on, on sitting? I know the last time we had seen you, it was a no-go. And he goes, it's still a no-go. He goes, 25% capacity is not worth opening up for. I'm going to have four people in here. But are they still open, though? Because when we the were there... The humidor is still open. You can walk in, buy your sticks, and if you want to bring a chair and sit out on the patio, you can. But, you know, Reno's what? 35 degrees? Yeah, 28 degrees. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was like windy as, I don't, you know, windy as hell when we went the last time. It's like, yeah, that just doesn't sound fun sitting on, a, you know on the side of the building getting, you know, pelted by wind and leaves and shit. Scott there with his 40 in a bag. (laughs) 
<laughs> sleeping bag up to his waist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Just trying to paint a picture, folks. Uh, we painted one all right. Yeah, little right. moth-eaten beanie. Dude, there ain't nothing about Scott that's little. It'd be a giant moth-eating beanie. If you're going to describe that, you freaking racist, it's going to be a oil drum with you know a little fire in it and four other black guys as we're singing, living just enough. Wow. Yeah. If you're going to go, go full on. Jeez. <laughs> Don't pussyfoot around it. You going to finish the song? No. (laughs) Well, anyway, let's get to the point of the show. (laughs) Too late. (laughs) So with this, this episode, Scott and I came upon this idea of, you know, in thinking of what we wanted to do with this podcast, we came upon this idea of, you know, we see all the interviews on the various platforms that we, we, um, Watch, and no one ever talks to the new guy. No one ever talks to them. They don't target the, their podcast around it. So we're like, hey, let's talk to a new guy. Unfortunately, Paul drew the short straw. Well, I mean, the short straw, you know, my height is not exactly the tall, so <laughs> it kind of fits me a little bit. Um, personality is definitely big, that's for sure. Yeah, because you can hear you across 55,000 square feet, no problem. <laughs> and I did get a um, a little bit of a, I told my son, my youngest son, I was going to be, oh, son, I'm going to be on a podcast, you know. And, of course, you know, the kids, they're on all those streaming stuff and podcasts. They do all that. Oh, yeah. And I, I got a little bit of um, advice from him, actually. You know, his advice was, um, Dad, don't be yourself. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't look at you go, I'm surprised you know what a podcast is, Dad. <laughs> oh, he was. I like this kid already. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me something, Paul. What brought you to smoke cigars? Let's get to the, you know, very beginning. What, you know, got you in a place where you're just like, you know, this is something I want to do. Well, you know, I think it, uh, sorry, crackle my voice there. Uh, I started off with my, uh, as my oldest cousin, and, um, we, I don't know how it started, but probably we were golfing. We like to go golfing every once in a while, and it kind of was one of those things where you just, I don't know, having a cigar in your hand, something distinguished about it kind of makes, you know, feel like a, I don't know, a man maybe. Gives you a little bit of like, you know, so I just started, we just kind of went to a random place and was like, just let's, you know, we didn't know what we were doing. Just picked out some cigars that probably looked cool. Which is what somebody does usually that's new, probably. Hey, that one looks nice. Let's try that one. Question, did you get them from a tobacconist or a liquor store? (laughs) I'm just asking. It could be both. You know, if it was a liquor store, it was probably some White Owls, you know, Swisher Sweets. I prefer grape. (laughs) Really? (laughs) We didn't ever guess. Actually, it was a backwood, but... Oh, shit! No, it was it was it was legit. Whatever it was, it may have not been um, properly kept at temp, you know the right temperature and maybe the best as far as quality. But shoe, um, shoe box under the counter. Yeah. <laughs> Psst, hey, kid. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I uh, I mean I remember just with my cousin, we would just you know sit out back on his porch and just you know have a glass or have a beer or something and just kind of relax and uh, it uh. It's it's a nice just a, something to kind of just chill out and tell some stories and and it kind of just uh, became something I enjoyed. It just you know 
Okay. Well, let me ask the question. Your first cigar, um, obviously, you weren't sure, quite sure what it was. Tell me about when you knew what the cigar you were getting. Can you recall that? I mean, what was your first cigar that of note, I should say, that you know that, you know, you were smoking an Illusion, a Grand Habano or whatnot, or you just never paid attention to it? It's one of those... You know, and it's, I mean, same here. I, when I started out, it was the same thing. It was kind of like, you know, it's just so, you know, there's such a variety of cigars. It's kind of like pick one. You don't, you know, it's like, eh, well, screw it. I'll take this one. The band looks pretty. I would say, I would say along the lines of what you're saying, it, it was kind of tough because I would never probably have smoked even the same one twice. You know, it was, oh, let's try that one. Let's try that one. Um, I do remember when we started, you know, having a cigar here and there with my cousin, because he was pretty much my main uh, partner that we that I would smoke with. Um, he got to a point where I think a buddy got a hold of some quote unquote Cubans or whatnot. You know, you know who knows maybe what exactly <laughs> they were, but um, I remember him bringing you know home uh, a couple, you know, some of those that he had purchased and or got from him, I guess, as a gift. And uh, trying one of those out in, in Romeo, you know, whatever. Romeo and Julieta. And, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, it's been a while, but I do remember, wow, this is okay. I like this. This is good, you know. And maybe in my mind I was already building it up like, oh, this is a Cuban. This is going to be fantastic or, you know, whatever. Because I was so new and just like I thought that was – that's cigars. That's the ultimate of cigars, I thought. You're not the first one to think that because I can recall yeah. my first Cuban and you build it up in your mind and it's just like, wow, I'm, you know, I'm smoking the pinnacle of Cuban cigars. And if you listen back to some of our um, previous podcasts, we talk about the allure of the Cuban cigar. So now you're not the first person to think that, especially when you're new and someone says, here's a Cuban, because you've heard all your life, you know, these forbidden fruits, you know, this is the pinnacle of cigar smoking. You are smoking the ultimate, you know, aside from a pre-embargo Cuban, but yeah, it's just one of those wild things, and it's built up in your mind. Oh yeah, I thought. I mean, I thought I was the mafia boss godfather, you know, with the cigar in my my on my hand, and just uh, it was the best. Yeah, it was the best. Yeah, and you touch on that whole allure of cigars, the sense of power. Because I tell you right now, even to this day, when I'm just kicking back by myself. I still remember that scene from Scarface after he killed all his enemies and he got his boss's woman and stood there in front of the glass window looking at the Goodyear blimp and it's saying the world is yours. I mean, one of the most badass um, scenes from the movies and you smoke a cigar, you get that sense, you know, so without a doubt. You've played that scene out on your balcony more than once. I've seen it. you damn right I have. <laughs> more importantly, so is his neighbors. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> what about my neighbors? You lost me. By the way, who got up on the ladder to take your Christmas lights down? Oh, we're on this. Okay, so let's discuss this real quick off the beaten track. I don't do ladders. There's a reason I don't do ladders. One of our good friends who um, comes to the shop, um, electrician, um, good deal handyman, HVAC. He was doing a side job once and he was up in the attic. I don't know if he fell through or slipped off the ladder. He fell through. Yeah, fell through onto a marble floor and broke his neck. Still alive. I don't know how he, I don't know how it happened. He fell on his neck just right or 
whatever. But yeah, he lived and pretty much um, he's, full mobility. Yeah, too. full mobility. He's like 95% recovered. You know, I say that because you can't fall through a roof, fall on, you know, fall into a marble floor and be 100%. But he's like 95, you know, pretty damn good. So I don't do ladders. I've had too many stories of people falling off ladders and, and just like, nah, I don't do that kind of thing. Now, of course, my wife, who's did 30 years in retail, she's sitting there. Well, I'll climb up there. And I'm like, oh, the hell you will. I don't want to have to explain this. <laughs> I told you I'd come do it for you. Oh, yeah. So I can try out my homeowner's insurance. <laughs> wow. That sounds like he's trying to set you up right there. <laughs> oh, my back. Oh, my neck. <laughs> Next thing you know, Larry H. Parker's knocking on my freaking door. Nah, I'd get one of the attorneys off of Judge Judy. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I see how this goes. But anyway, I have a two-story house, and I pretty much did the balcony, the railing on the balcony, and the first floor. Still looked awesome. Looked like Vegas, but the second floor, I don't touch. Fremont Street, Vegas, folks. <laughs> wow. Wow. The upstairs <laughs> was closed to the public. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, by the way, man, we've got a hole pre-dug at the, you know, on the property. So, if thanks, you, Larry. If you, were, if you were to slip and fall off the ladder, man, all you got to do is wrap <laughs> him up in a carpet and bring him over. Well, now that I know Sue's listening, she'll be plotting to fill that hole before long. Hopefully, it's with that damn dog. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I didn't say it, Sue. Woo! Come on, Sue knows I love that little dog <laughs> more than my life. Apparently, I was. Gonna, I'm kind of looking at you like, what happened, Larry? You woke up in the morning and said, "Today's my day." Yeah, you're like, man, life sucks. Can't find a building to jump off of. Let's talk about Sue's dog. <laughs> Just remember, I'm the one that cleaned up his explosive expulsion. Okay, <laughs> I could have let him suffer, but I couldn't do that to the little guy. <laughs> anyway, what kind of dog is this? A so Pomeranian. Can... It's a Pomeranian Chihuahua mix. Yeah. Cute of, little squirt, though. A lot of personality. Oh, yeah. That's a good word for it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's pretty much become her dog, because the dog at times hates my guts. It completely ignores Scott. <laughs> yeah. Unless I'm feeding him, that's about it. He knows where his bread's buttered. Mm-hmm. You know he gets CBD chews as treats now, so now he's a dope addict. <laughs> wow. <laughs> You get your dog stoned. <laughs> so is that the reason why you get those? You say it's for the dog. <laughs> <laughs> it looked like you had a dip in. <laughs> Just saying. Wow. Just a pinch between your cheek and gum. <laughs> wow. I All prefer right. edibles. <laughs> He's dunking them in his coffee. <laughs> With his vanilla crown. <laughs> wow. Hey, for folks out there, orange soda and vanilla crown, telling you, it's like an orange cream sickle. You'll We're love back it. back to that again. Damn right. You mentioned vanilla crown, so I just had to reemphasize. Here we go. Greg, what was your first cigar, man? Very first cigar? Um, I think it was in here. Yeah, it was in here. I walk in. And the owner says, so what do you smoke? I don't. What do you like? I don't. Drink. Oh. And I'm like, I don't know. Um, I'm a scotch drinker. He goes, oh, uh, flavored or unflavored? I'm like, 
never smoked before. Let's go flavored. He goes, okay. He walks into what used to be the infused humidor there that's now the Davidoff room. Sorry, no music queued up. And pulls out a mojito rum, um, one of those, you know, the white ones that was three, three and a half dollars. That was my first cigar. Wow. Mm -hmm. Flavored cigar, huh? Flavored cigar. Wow. Did you lick the side of it before you lit it or did you just light it? (laughs) Ron lit it for me. Oh, isn't that sweet? Isn't it though? Little flavored cigar. Getting them, you know, all used to it till he goes into the grown-up humidor. Yeah, that's actually what Hanson said to me. He goes, "One day I'm sitting here and I go to get another cigar to get a cigar out of the infused room." And he goes, "Hey, ready to start in the big boy humidor?" Yeah. Yep. Hike up your skirt and come on in. Well, with when when the house is full and that's said, it was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> it Apparently, was, I am. Yeah, it was peer pressure. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Like an after-school special. And I'll be honest with you, I've never gone back after that. Now, you give me an infused cigar, and it's like, oh, my God, this is too sweet. I can't deal with this. You got There's got to be a lady somewhere that you can hand that off to. Here you are, sweetie. Here's an apricot and, and peach cigar for you. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Tell me, Paul, tell me a little more about, let, let's get to Paul, because we're sitting here talking about ourselves here. <laughs> no, go. This is what, yeah, this is what usually happens. Yeah. We'll fall off, the, you know, we'll get off the beaten track and start being cruel to each other. <laughs> That's why people listen. Yeah, I was going to say, man, when you, when you got a theme, run with it. Yeah, yeah there's that. <laughs> well, anyway. Um, talk a little bit more about your preconceptions of cigar smoking. You touched upon them a little bit, and as did I, but... Tell me, you know, a little bit about your preconceptions about, you know, before you smoke cigars to now. Well, I mean, uh, nobody, I saw smoking a cigar was kind of something, I mean, I didn't even have any relatives, family members, or really friends that smoked them. So it was kind of some, one of those things where, like I said, it kind of just, hey, let's try this. You know, this is kind of, I was young, kind of had a little bit of that, you know, macho, macho kind of like, hey, this seems pretty cool. And like, you know, let's, let's try this. I never was a cigarette smoker, never did any of that. So um, it was the first, you know, thing I smoked legally. No, I'm joking. But um, <laughs> for say, but so, I mean, it just kind of felt like, hey, let's, you know, I wanted to try this, something that felt, you know, like, like I said, like you said, Scarface kind of movie. I big fan, kind of a big shot. Um, and then just uh, I used to go golfing with my cousin and that was a ritual. Have a cigar. We better have a cigar if I have a club. Um, that and a beer. Um, you know, so, uh, but, uh, I, uh, I do remember a distinct moment to get a little bit off track there when I did get a cigar. Um, and my wife made, made it clear to me that she reminded me actually, do you remember that cigar I got from you right when we first got together? It was kind of when we were dating and she, she went to make a trip to New York. And the only thing I told her at that time was, Hey, just bring me back some, just bring me back a good cigar, you know, find something. I didn't even know what, Hey, just something. So she comes back and. Of course, probably like what I would do, if the cigar is expensive, it must be good. <laughs> so, so she's like, you know, and, and I don't even remember once again what the cigar was. Um, she's like, it just, you know, it, I find out later, you know, it was like 50 bucks for this cigar or something, you know, which is probably. Davidoff. Reasonably, yeah. I did have one yeah. of those, by the way, which actually was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I, gosh, I did a bit, real bad memory. I didn't understand. I didn't really remember all of it, but I kind of just, you know, played it off like, oh yeah, no, I know exactly what you're talking about. 
And um, you do realize there's a potential she I could know, listen to this. I know, I know, right? I know, but she she knows. She knows me well enough <laughs> that uh, <laughs> I don't really have, I even have to say it, and she probably knows that. But um, my, uh, I mean, I just it's just kind of one of those things that uh, and I, and it seemed like a drink and a cigar came hand in hand, and it was just kind of a way of just kind of relaxing, you know, like we're doing right now, you know, just trying to trying to uh, just you know start your day off, you know, and not not worry about all the outside. Uh, you know, talk and world and craziness and just, um, you know, enjoy yourself, you know, with, with, you know, a couple of buddies or whatever and, you know, have a good time. Now, how long have you been smoking cigars about, you know, about, you know, as far as time wise, a couple of years or less than? Well, I'll say that I have now started smoking them so, somewhat regularly over the last few years. Before, I kind of, I may have had a slight yes, influence on that. Yes, yes, absolutely. I would consider him almost like my dealer, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> Greg, Greg is like he just keeps like, hey, hey, here's try this one, try this one. <laughs> and, hey, kid, you tried this stuff, man. First one's free. <laughs> I told him. I told him you were cool. You are cool, right? <laughs> well, actually, once I you know saw Scott, I was like, wow, okay, yeah, it's got to be cool, you know. Like, <laughs> You know, Greg with wow. yeah, the black, yeah, the black guy smoking, so <laughs> it's gotta be cool. Hey. Yeah, thanks. I was like, wait, you guys got a black guy there? Oh man, yeah, I'm there. <laughs> this is so uh, we don't even have to come in the back door. Oh, shit, <laughs> uh, Sneaking into the jazz club at night. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> wow. But yeah, no, I, I would say with a couple years now it's been pretty uh, where I've started to get a lot more uh, into it as far as knowing kind of what I'm smoking and, and discussing with Greg because I see him all the time about hey you know what's a cigar that's kind of you know light or medium or you know kind of like this or trying different types so uh, re- really new to it but um, enjoying uh, you know trying out and you know getting into it so he hasn't handed you off to the owner of this shop has he no <laughs> He gave me the personal tour when I was here uh, last time, I think. And, and do you know my tour is only about 15 minutes? Yeah. Our friends is like about an hour. Mm-hmm. Well, I can I can make things last longer anyways, being the fact that I just go around talking about every single item that I see. <laughs> yeah, the one thing is, um, and this is not a bad thing, but the longer you do the tour, the humidor, the more money you're going to spend. Mm-hmm. I was I was with my brother, and yes, he did spend a lot of money. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did you go into the black cabinet? Uh, well, I had the way it worked uh, that particular day that Paul's talking about. I was with Paul. Craig was with his brother. Nah. So I'm sure he did. I'm sure those hinges thing. squeaked. I got you. And for the record, everybody, it's literally a black cabinet. It's not a cabinet full of Swisher grapes. Just for the record. Where all the high end is. Yes. Now, do you have? Any, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Greg. You were about to say something. No, no. Oh, I was going to ask. Do you have tools yet? You have your lighter and your cutter. I have a rookie tool as far as a cutter. I mean, literally, it was a cutter that came with, I think, a cigar, or the guy gave it to me when I got one from one of these little humidor, I guess, liquor kind of type places. And it's just, I mean, look at this thing. It's. It's got to be the most cheapest thing you've probably seen. Hey, we all started out with and those. Does it work? It does. It does. Well, good. occasionally yeah. it works. Not quite as well as probably it needs to be. Needs to sometimes. But um, I got a nice two blade at home. I'll bring it to you on Monday. 
I was just going to say, you haven't given him a cutter yet or shown him a cutter. What kind of crappy friend are you? <laughs> well. You've just said it right How there. long have you two known me? Does that say enough? Point taken. Yeah. <laughs> what are you going to do? <laughs> now, well, we, and oh. clearly, clearly, too, from he needs a decent lighter, too. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Yeah, a Bic. I'm not leaving this hey, place without both. How about you that? You know what? Can we do that? A, a Bic is still better than nothing. True. Because there was a, a, a individual who we used to work with that said, hey, one day, hey, Greg, can I try a cigar? Why, sure, no problem. Did he tell me that he had tools? No. He told me he lit it off of his freaking gas stove in his kitchen. And mm. what's the problem with yeah, that? Yeah, I was about to say, <laughs> what, what's your point? I've done that. <laughs> you don't have a gas stove, Scott. Yeah, I do. Oh, you do. That's right. I thought you had an electric. Mm. I'm talking about, I mean, back in the day. Yeah, it's, if, you know, I didn't have any fuel in my lighter. It didn't have any matches. And I was someplace. It's, yeah. Gas what's stove hard works. is lighting it off the damn campfire. Oh, Ooh, yeah. That's a challenge. No, it's not. Roy does that all the time or attempts to. That explains a lot. <laughs> My cigar is not actually probably allowed in the house. So just light it with the gas stove. It's a yeah, little, and run outside. Yeah, it's risky. Well, let's it's be risky. frank. I think the only person in this group that can smoke in his house is you, Larry. Yeah, and I don't do it very often. Mm-hmm. But I have Sue will lit- murder him. Eh, she won't murder me, but yeah, I was smoking inside my office earlier in the week, and I got the knock on my door. You know, that's really smelling up the, you know, second part of the house is like, and off to my balcony I go. In the cold and the ring. Yeah. Were you in a robe at that point? No, I was not. He don't work in his pajamas. <laughs> nah, I don't do that. It's just a he's thing. One of those, he's one of those sick people that as soon as he gets out of bed, he's showered and getting dressed because he doesn't want to lounge around. Fair enough. That's Get good. you into work mode. Although he's decked out fully, I see his Germany shirt today, which is funny since he roots since he roots for um, Arsenal. Arsenal, yeah. Okay, it's a cool shirt. So what the hey? I don't have an Arsenal jersey. By the way, by the way, do me a favor. Not since we're deviating again, when you record the Manchester and the Arsenal game this year, make sure it's in friggin' English. Why don't you just buy Rosetta Stone and you'll understand what's going on? Make my life easy. Mm-hmm. Why don't you watch a regular sport like a grown-ass man? <laughs> Baseball season hasn't started yet. Jesus. Or the real football, I would call it. Yeah. Possibly. Mm-hmm. We'll get to that. Christ. Soccer? Really? Why? Wasn't curling being broadcast? <laughs> no. Wait, wait. You joke. I like curling when the Winter Olympics oh, come around. What the? Kill me. <laughs> Nobody says they like curling. Yeah, I do. Unless you're a weightlifter, okay, and you're like lifting weights, curling that. I mean, yeah, that could on. be it. <laughs> yeah, wow. have you seen Greg? <laughs> Curl that donut. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of, where's the donuts? Save me the image, please. <laughs> <laughs> Pump the brakes, ladies and gentlemen. Oh my. So back my. to. Oh God. <laughs> back to the show at hand. <laughs> I didn't think we left it so. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this, this is, is pretty much the freaking show. <laughs> All right. Uh, we're placing our bets on Scott's first cigar not being flavored. Everybody? 
Well, do you remember? Oh, you, well, what's your vote? I mean, you gotta, you gotta. I'm thinking grape. He's yeah. been saying grape a lot. It had to have been something with grape. Gregory, I do believe it was flavored. I, I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna have to stick with a consensus because I'm thinking this came off of a uh, out of a liquor store somewhere around Florence and Normandy, and wow. uh, I'm just saying, just ye Florence little... and Normandy. You sound like you lived there. He knows uh, where well, Florence and Normandy is. <laughs> Well, well, but I'm also recalling maybe wasn't it the tinderbox where you got your first cigar? That would have been my second cigar. Okay. Anyway, here we go. No, see, first off, I pee standing up. I am a man, so therefore, my first cigar was a Macanoodle. It a was not flavored. Two? A number two. Yep. <laughs> my old college roommate. A real one. Yeah, a real one. I can Damn. respect that. My old college roommate, he had just um, put in his application for LAPD, and I wrote him a recommendation. And he happened to live in a neighboring city where I was, sta- you know, um, staying for a little bit. And we got back together, talked about old times, and he had a couple of cigars. And I told this story at the very, very beginning of the pod, like episode one, but I'll say it again because we're like twenty some odd in. Basically, we went in front of Starbucks um, where they had the um, you know patio and. Hung out, drank coffee, and, you know, smoked Macanoodle. Back when you could still smoke at a Starbucks? That's right. It's like late 90s. Back when America was free. (laughs) (laughs) So, no, it wasn't flavored. All right. Everybody throw your dollar in. Yeah. Now, I do have a story about flavored. (laughs) Oh, Because this is the start of when I was smoking cigars. You know, I had this mentality is like, well, you know, I really shouldn't be smoking these because they're not the healthiest thing in the world. But here's my plan. I'm only going to smoke good cigars, nothing cheap, because they'll be so expensive. I can have one every now and then, maybe one a week, you know, maybe two, you know, and it was real sporadic. So my little girls at the time, they were what? I think they were two and five. They got Daddy a Christmas present one year. It was a box of cigars. I don't know where the hell they got these from. And girls, if you listen to the podcast, I'm so sorry. (laughs) I love you. But they gave me these cigars that were like honey tipped. I I couldn't even, I don't even know what the brand was. I don't know if it was Brand X cigars or what, but... Yeah, these things were horrible. And when your little girls look at you with these big wide eyes, feeling like they've done good, you just sit there, you grab one of them, and you start smoking them. And you say, ooh, I can't wait to smoke these. And you sit outside and smoke them as you're choking on them, as they're looking with wide eyes proud of themselves. Yeah, the things we do as parents, ladies and gentlemen. So when my grandfather came into town, because he's old school, he yeah, He's totally old school. He helped put in um, my cement patio. He um, helped out with that. And on the way out, I must have grabbed it because I gave him one and he liked it. I took a handful of those (laughs) things and said, here you go. I, yeah, I got rid of over half of them that day. (laughs) What was it? A 50 count? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, wow. Yeah, a, a 50 count of honey tipped or sugar tipped or whatever. Where they have a Tampas? 750 count, 1995. <laughs> 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 uh, 
a bargain at twice the price. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> so, no, flavored cigars, not really. Mm-hmm. I've done a couple of rum-infused ones, and those aren't bad, but you know, I make the joke of Swisher grape, <laughs> but no. Actually never had one, and never will. I still remember the first cigar that, that I gave Paul, um, and you may or may not remember. It was Christmas time, probably two years ago, and it was the H. Upman Banker. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. And it was my last real 20-year-old H. Upman Banker. And Greg, those are good. He has been more than kind to me about get, getting me some cigars that are, he's been telling me are kind of exclusive or, you know, whatever. So, gosh, I have to say thank you, Greg, for it's, that. It's Very my much. pleasure to be the dealer. <laughs> he's a good dealer. He really is. Right. <laughs> So, Paul, you have que- as a new cigar smoker, do you have questions for us or things you've always wondered about? Because as a new cigar smoker, I mean, yeah, they're about like, cigars. Let's wow, clarify wow. Larry, that. Larry, he makes us sound like experts. <laughs> well, I mean, I've I'm at the point to where when I've smoked a cigar, I would ask Greg, how much do you cut off at the tip? There's right? his you first know? mistake. You know, and and uh and it's just questions that are basic as can be. And, um, I mean, because I know some people, do you you guys all, I mean, is it pretty much just clip off the, the, the back end of it all the way, or you leave a little pee hole? Or... <laughs> <laughs> Believe well, it or not, yeah. Probably the easiest way to start would be with a cutter that's closed, like the one Scott's holding up. Check this one out. Because oh. what that does is it won't allow you to get more of this too much cigar into the cutter. The cutter you showed us earlier is open, so you could literally slide a cigar all the way through that and cut it in half, make two little cigars out of it. I've That's actually, not what you want. Right. I've actually seen people do that, where they have the open cutter and they take the entire cap off, and then they wonder why their cigar unravels Yeah, right from the back end. Okay. So that's a great starting cutter right there because it's you can't screw it up. <laughs> No, this I can definitely see what you mean on that. I did not even know these existed, to be honest with you. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's all kinds of them. Oh, yeah. And it has some weight to it. I like that. Yes. It's like having a pocket knife or something. You can't have you know, plastic or something. And then see, I wasn't the one who went there. <laughs> <laughs> well, since we're there. No, no. Nope. I'm not going to be dark this oh, episode. Oh, it's going to be a positive episode? Yes. Oh, okay. No, no, no darkness. No what I could use it for. Nothing like that. I mean, because we can remind everybody of... Wow. <laughs> wow. Only wow. the people that listen to all the episodes will get that. Oh, no, I saw the little stuffed parakeet. Cockatiel, no. Oh, parakeet. cockatiel, whatever. It's a little bird. It's sitting on his work desk at his house. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> now, do you change that out with a bear soap dispenser or... Uh... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Enlighten people because they don't see your personal Facebook like we do about the um, the disapproving, no, the judgmental bear. The judgmental Christmas bear soap dispenser. If you're a friend of mine on Facebook and if you're a listener, I invite you to friend me on Facebook. You can keep up with what's going on in the podcast and what's going on with me if you'd like and see some good food porn. Yeah. But alas, every Christmas... The wife decorates, of course, and that includes the inside. Those of you who are married or have girlfriends who are really into it, you feel my pain. It's really not that bad. 
our big thing are snowmen and little bears that she puts about the whole house. Well, we change out the regular soap dispenser in the kitchen and we put this, it's a little white bear in a blue Christmas sweater soap dispenser and it has this disapproving look on its face. So I decided to use it as the house mascot. So every now, you know, on Christmas, every now and then I will, you know, pour myself a drink and the little Christmas bear soap dispenser standing there looking judgmentally at me. So that's where the whole Christmas bear soap dispenser comes from. Interesting. Can we segue back to the house mascot part? How's the dog feel about that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah he hates my guts anyway, so it kind of doesn't matter. a good matter. point. I don't think he so much hates my guts. He just favors Mama Bear. So, me, it's kind of like I'm an afterthought. You're only there for, for the food purposes. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. Well, my back to my first cigars. I remember, actually, at that point, I had a dog, my dog, a boxer. And I think my boxer almost enjoyed my cigar smoking as much as I did. I'd give him, you know, he'd just be hanging out right around me, and I'd give him a little bit of pour of some some beer on the ground there or whatever, and just kind of puffing his face, and he just chilled out with me too. So, see, it was a kind of a whole, you know, me, the dog, and... And life, a you, bonding experience. Exactly. You should try that, Scott, with your dog. Maybe you guys would, you know, maybe, you know, build a bonding relationship there a little more. Oh, yeah. There's a story behind that one. Blow some smoke in that furry little <laughs> son of a bitch. And let's, see, let's see how far that flies with tiny wife. The dog smells like smoke. Yeah. Nice try, homie. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't work out real, real well. Because scrubbing that thing on a washboard has got to be tough. <laughs> oh, he would fit in the sink. He does fit he in does the sink. He does fit in the sink. Oh, shit. <laughs> <sighs> He's 10 freaking pounds, dude. It's... You're going to have to get yourself a better world domination dog. Yeah, I really am. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, well, Larry, it's going to get worse. <laughs> because you know what kind of dog he's thinking about now? Oh, my. Lay it on me. A Pembroke Corgi. Excuse me? A Pembroke <laughs> Corgi. I'll Google it later. It's a little short squat. Oh, that's some, that's, some, wow. that's some one of the dogs that got the like uh, inch yes. and a quarter legs, right? Yes. And no tail. Yeah, yeah. It looks like it's on a on a mechanics creeper. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's gonna what be a, a way to describe it. That's going to be a great dog for you, man. And you know, of course, where they came from, right? <laughs> the resident Anglophile here. Queen Elizabeth created the Pembroke line. I hate you. <laughs> Don't look at me. Okay. Let me explain this. No, no. no I, I need no, to. There's no getting out of this. <laughs> oh, yeah, there is. Here's the thing. I want a German Shepherd or a Rot or a Doberman. Tiny Wife is like, I don't like big dogs. They scare me. Well, because she's five foot one. Yes, I said one, not two. She You'll never a- hear the shot that kills you. Yeah, I've lived a good life. But she doesn't like big dogs. She likes little dogs because she likes little, cuddly lap dogs. So we kind of negotiate in the middle. And Pembroke's are cute little guys, you know. So what the hell? When you say negotiate in the middle, there are so many other options. Yeah, miniature Doberman. Yeah. <laughs> or, yeah, Minpin. That'd be a great oh, one. Oh, God, I couldn't even get that out without laughing. <laughs> the Corgi is negotiating in the middle. Uh, I'm a little concerned there. 
Have you considered uh, turning in your black card? You know, because that one right there, it doesn't seem like it really fits you. I think you should have stuck with the Rottweiler. You know, does it come with its own purse, or do you have to buy that separate? <laughs> Asking for a friend. <laughs> I was walking a little guy once, yeah, once, and someone stupidly says to me, oh, that just looks like the funniest thing. You know, you walking this little dog, and it's like, I could murder you without even... Now, see, I went dark again. Never mind. No, no, no. No, no. No, my no. Ma- your your no, correct no. response is my masculinity is not based on the size of my dog. Yes. Thank you. And I'll leave it at that. The house I broke into had this dog, and the son of a bitch started following me. God. Or the famous line of, this is not my dog, it's the wife's. <laughs> Which we know most of the time is not true. In it this is, case, it is. It is yeah. funny, though, to see a big guy walking a little dog, I'll have to admit. Being that I'm not the biggest guy, I try to go with the biggest dog. And you got a big dog, too. I got a pit bull. My daughter's, I call it my daughter's dog because it is her dog. It's everywhere she goes. But, um, and he doesn't like me as well. <laughs> Which is not surprising. Seems to be normal for most people and animals. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I think you need to you need to try to push the envelope with getting that dog you want, you know? Go above the corgi. Come on. Here's the problem with Tiny Wife, and it's not so much a problem. It's at times she makes too much freaking sense. So we, <laughs> we talk about the German Shepherd, and she's like, you do realize you're going to have to walk that dog every day. You know it's not fair for the dog just to be cooped up. And he's not going to get enough exercise. It's not fair to the dog. And of course, you know. Unfortunately, she is right. Yeah. And it's one of those, okay. Actually, what I would like maybe is a border collie. Hey, hey Ron, Ron's, got a, Ron's got a treadmill he's trying to get rid of, man. <laughs> Just put the leash over the Let the dog walk itself. The problem with the dogs you're, you're actually talking about, German Shepherds and the other one you just said, are those dogs are usually smarter than us. Oh, yeah. Especially the border collies. Mm-hmm. extremely smart. Yeah. I just want to like... Remember, it it knows that Timmy fell down the well. Yes. You know, I just want to look at the border collie and say, what, did Timmy fall down the well? And it goes, bark, bark. <laughs> <laughs> so, Larry. Yes, sir. You've been surprisingly quiet about your first cigar. Well. <laughs> 1981. And it was a Dutch master's. Yeah, and I'm getting freaking talked about. <laughs> That's why I was saved till last, I'm sure. No, and, and the reason I remember this is because my best friend, Brian Astorga, uh, his dad gets us one Saturday morning and, to go pick up a car that he'd bought from a tow yard. So we drive out to Escondido, east part of North County, San Diego, and we pick up this car. It is a 1974 Cadillac Eldorado nice. that, he, that he bought from a tow yard. All right. So we bring this thing home, and now we realize why we were involved in this operation. We get to clean this car inside and out. So we start cleaning out this car, and in the back is a toolbox, and in the toolbox is a package of Dutch Master Cigars. Wow. I'm in the seventh grade. Oh, we get ourselves a couple of glass bottle Cokes. 
<laughs> and a couple of Dutch Master cigars. And that was the first cigar. Oh, that's living. Did you make yourself sick? Uh, pretty close, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Brian, Brian was a little queasy. Um, yeah, it, it, it went downhill from there. But that was the very first one. And then uh, uh, as I got older, it was kind of the same thing. As I got a little older, you know, it was cigars was always that thing. That was, you know, the cool guy that, you know, the, the, that one old guy that came in the bar, you know, that would stand out front or even smoke. Back then you could smoke in the bars. But uh, where I really got into it is uh, I had a friend of mine whose older sister was a international stewardess for American Airlines. And she would bring stuff back from Germany, from Spain, from wherever, and just nice, cool stuff, you know? And so we would, uh, we'd be able to hang out and play cards, you know, in, uh, in the garage, and everybody thought you, they were a big shot smoking cigars. And then when I really transitioned over to where it was cigars, I used to be a, a, a tobacco chewer. And uh, I, got, uh, I got kind of in trouble uh, for that when, uh, when my, my sons were little. Um, my oldest decided that he wanted to be like dad. Oh! So, no, no, no. It's not as bad as you think. But uh, I worked graveyards back then. And I was getting ready to lay down in the afternoon to get some sleep because I had to be at work at 11 o'clock at night. And my wife comes in and she says, you need to get up right now. You need to come out here. I'm like, okay. So I go out and she's in the kitchen looking out the kitchen window. So I'm looking out the kitchen window into the backyard and I'm like, what? She goes, wait for it. And my oldest, who was about four at the time, is running around the backyard and he's got a Dixie cup, one of them little paper cups from his bathroom. And he's got a big wad of something in his mouth. Turned out to be bubble gum. (laughs) Thank God. Okay. Yeah. I was concerned with this. I was real concerned. (laughs) So all of a sudden, he spits in the cup. (laughs) My wife looks at me and she goes, this stops right now. I'm all, you realize that I chew like all night, every night at work. I was a two-bag-every-three-day leaf tobacco chewer. And she's like, I don't care. This stops now. I'm like, hmm. (laughs) Okay. And at that point, I was already a casual cigar smoker. I would would smoke maybe two or three a month. And I just transitioned. Now I'm two or three a day. So... (laughs) That's how, that's how we got there, folks. It starts out, you know, and. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do got a question. I know you went back and asked me, told me to, you know, if I had any questions. Yeah, yeah. So I also did some research a little bit or tried to on um, drink of choice when you smoke a cigar. You know, what's uh, the best, I guess? What's the best thing to drink when you smoke a cigar? And uh, I noticed, you know, you're drinking coffee. This episode, which, uh, you know, and I got a water bottle here. Um, what is, what are your guys's, you know, choice of drink? Typically, is it different with each cigar or do you just kind of, it doesn't matter to you or what? Personally, I don't, I don't necessarily pair my cigars with anything specific. And, you know, there's some mornings when I get up and I've got it, you know, I don't have a whole bunch of calls working 
I'll just, you know, with my cup of coffee, I'll have like a little oh, lunch so break. I thought we were going somewhere else. Where was I going to go? Lemonade and vodka. That's depending on, not seriously, in the afternoons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, if it's real hot is I want something refreshing, then yeah, I'll go with the lemonade and vodka, but there are some mornings I'll, you know, I'll put a little Kahlua in the coffee or I'll just have a little scotch, you know, just a little tiny, um, like barely half of my finger of scotch just to complement the cigar. But it just all depends on what you're in the mood for because you're not going to be in the mood for the same thing all the time. Yeah, see, I'm a rum drinker a lot. Um, I have quite a few different rums at the house, and I like to do a rum with a darker cigar, uh, you know, a Maduro, a heavier cigar. I feel that's kind of a better pairing, if you will. But, uh, Scott, real quick question. On your lemonade and vodka, yeah. that's typically a hotter weather drink. Yeah. Now, do you pair that with a lighter cigar, or, or, or do you notice? I'll usually go medium because um, I don't, you know, as far as my palate goes, I don't like the, I mean, the extreme, like the chisels. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll step back and do like more of a Corojo, but, and then I'll kind of dance on the dark side just a tiny bit. But yeah, I like something lighter with the lemonade and vodka. If if it's a sweeter drink, is it typically a lighter cigar? Yeah. Okay. It is. Greg? And see, I'm normally a red wine or a scotch drinker, so it just depends. Um, a good cab or a good pinot with any cigar for me is fine. But, you know, as my palate has evolved from starting out with the flavored and then going to light and now into medium to medium full really it the pairing doesn't matter as we've talked about many times is is smoke what you like and drink what you like with those cigars because it's what's good for you but i typically find with a more a more robust cigar i tend to go with a red wine um and when i go into a more medium to light medium cigar it's more of a scotch because i and point of fact for me i don't like peated scotches so i typically drink one particular brand um and a light cigar seems to pair better because neither the scotch nor the cigar will overpower each other. Versus when you go into red wine, you really have to pay attention because your your wine will very easily overpower your palate, and that's all you're going to taste. That was way more information than you were prepared for, wasn't it? And, wow. And my morning is always coffee. So I, I tried something that probably uh, I was Googling, of course, Hey, what would go with, you know, what do you, what do you drink with a cigar? Sometimes it brings out flavor. And I told Greg this and he was kind of like, uh, he didn't really re- probably, uh, hear that one maybe before. I don't know. Uh, a Dr. Pepper. I looked it up. It was one of the items. They said a Dr. Pepper soda brings out flavor somehow, or it's good with a cigar. Now I see the look on your guys' face kind of puzzling like, Hmm. No, That's... I'm thinking. No, I, I want to give this a fair shot. I don't want to shoot it down immediately. What the hell's in Dr. Pepper? Prune and... juice. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, guys, we've got a uh, a longtime listener of the podcast that we could probably ask this question to because he's a fairly uh, frequent cigar smoker now, 
and drinks Dr. Pepper by the 12 pack would be my oldest son, Anthony. That's a so, good idea. Uh, yeah. Anthony, I know you're going to be listening to this. Uh, reach out and uh, give us your opinion on that. And let me know if you've, uh, you know, if you've sat and smoked uh, with a Dr. Pepper. And uh, I, I, that would be the last soda for me. I can't stand Dr. Pepper. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it, that's one of those things. I mean, hey, you see something, you think about it, give it a try. Yeah. You know, what the hell? What's the worst that could happen? It's like, oh, man, this is terrible. We're not doing that again. Let's, you know? Yeah. And I got to say this, too. You know, there's, you know, folks out there who just don't drink. So, you know, when you first hit it, it's just kind of like, who in their right mind and a thought about it and said, well, you know, there's a lot of people who don't drink for whatever reason. So you're going to drink, you know, non-alcoholic drinks, you know, not so much a challenge, but it's just something that, you know, you don't always think about, especially if you're a, you know, cigar smoker and a drinker, you know, thinking of non-alcoholic choices, you know, it's some, you can come up with some interesting pairings or just, you know, you know, pairings, period. So Dr. Pepper's not necessarily a bad thing because Dr. Pepper has distinct taste. So if you're looking for that distinct taste to meld with the cigar you're smoking, I get it. Mm-hmm. I got one for you along that, those lines. Mm-hmm. Uh, super hot day a couple of summers ago, uh, doing some stuff around the property and had uh, not probably a medium full cigar going and we had a cooler uh, in the back of the truck that we were pulling bottled water and stuff out of and I didn't realize at first that I'd grabbed a seltzer water and not a regular water and you talk about changing the whole dynamic of that cigar the seltzer water as opposed to just drinking a regular bottled water was definitely a game changer with that cigar and not necessarily in a bad way it was just super different i was like wow well the nice thing we know is based on the time frame white claw and truly didn't exist wow yeah <laughs> really greg yeah i can't i can't go there on that one nah. I, I would go a little long lines if you you were kind of just basically hitting on there though the not um drinking alcohol um i enjoyed drinking a lot and I drank a lot of beer back in my days, which mainly was what I chose. And so my cigar, I would always think when I did try to choose one, I would go, God, I, want, I wanted something darker. Yeah. I, I just kind of said, that's what I wanted. Mm-hmm. Beer was my same way. I, I wasn't a Coors Light, but Light necessarily. I was a darker beer person. And um, so then I would, sometimes that's what I would do. I'd you know, pair it with a darker um, beer. And I'd try to get a darker cigar. Of course, I probably wasn't choosing because um, I didn't really know what I was doing necessarily. But um I then recently uh, had to make some decisions on drinking, probably was getting a little out of control for me. So I did have to find, well, what am I going to drink with cigar? I mean, I just thought alcohol was the, you know, a scotch, a whiskey, a you know, something was the way to go. So that's why I tried to, you know, did some research like, well, what am I going to do? You know, like, shoot, I thought that's what you drink with or, eat, you know, smoke a cigar and you drink a whiskey or whatever it may be. But coffee, I found definitely is um, one of my probably go-tos as well as, um, I mean, water and stuff is obviously easy to, to do. But um, it is uh, it is kind of one of those things where I, I've tried, I did try the Dr. Pepper. Huh. Um, what did you think of it? I, I took it at another level. I actually tried the Dr. Pepper cream soda. 
And um, it wasn't bad. I, I mean, I liked it personally myself a little bit. It wasn't bad. I'm not a Dr. Pepper drinker neither, but I tried it because, well, Google said. <laughs> hey, go, do what Google says, right? <laughs> What's you, the worst that could happen? You can't go wrong. <laughs> I asked Google a question. It said, hey, try Dr. Pepper cream soda. And sure enough, I went down to the store, purchased one, and cracked it open. And, uh, and uh, it, wasn't, uh, it wasn't, I mean, I thought it was pretty decent. We've got a local brewery right here in town um, that uh, does a year, yearly release of a porter. And uh, I like darker beers, but, but porters and stouts are a little heavy for me. But I found with that one, if, uh, if I pair that with a really light cigar, that it's, uh, it's a good combo. Not something I do all the time. But uh, like I said, these porters only come out once a year. So I'll pick up uh, a couple of four packs of those and then uh, uh, have, a, have a porter and a really, really light cigar is a, uh, is a pretty good match. Well, you know, and, and our boss, Paul, he champions the IPA. Mm-hmm. And he's always asked me, you know, what cigar goes good with an IPA? And I have to look at him and go, I'm not a beer drinker unless it's a dark German beer. So I don't really know. White Owl. going back to coffee for a second (laughs) one of the things i you know if you get the opportunity to try cuban coffee cigar in a cuban coffee is just fantastic i used to go to a lounge unless you're a diabetic well yeah then you're on the floor drooling and shaking but if you're not a diabetic or you've taken some extra insulin cuban coffee is the way to go i used to go to a shop over in midtown sacramento and um, the owner would make Cuban coffee for all his customers. It was a tiny lounge, so it wasn't that many customers. It's usually about four of us. And he'd make up that Cuban coffee and have it with one of his cigars. Incredible. The, um, the strength and the sweetness of the coffee goes really well with, you know, darker cigars. I would not do that with a light cigar because um, Cuban coffee would overpower it. But something a little darker, you know, in a Maduro or um, a nice strong Corojo, oh man, that's living. I I, did, I actually never even had Cuban coffee, so I wouldn't even know. Uh, so that's well, something they, they I do it differently. Try. They they take um, it's actually the coffee they use here in the lounge, Cafe Bustelo, and they brew it through an espresso pot instead of a regular coffee brewer, and so it's really really strong. They add a ton of sugar to it, and then they whip it with a fork or a little tiny whisk and get it real frothy and real foamy. It's good, but it's damn sweet. I have to try it. YouTube try it. that one. Yes. I can't Google. Oh, okay, never mind. No Google. <laughs> yeah, you can. Google YouTube. owns YouTube. <laughs> can I just say this real quick, too? I think I've uh, been doing pretty good as far as um, being not myself and just kind of you know, not embarrassing myself so far too much. I mean, no, we've just embarrassed each other. So that's, what we do that's anyway. the way it usually goes. Besides the the pee hole thing with the cigars, <laughs> I was gonna let that one slide. I know Larry good, over good, there. Good segue back to that, by the way. <laughs> I was like, oh man, that one probably wasn't good. Gosh, yeah. <laughs> call that one a punch. Yeah, if that was the worst thing that happens, then, oh, then yeah, whoa. you're doing all right. Oh, man. <laughs> well, I know uh, Scott. Every every you know, I. Like I keep going back to this, I I hear you know you, what you like to usually drink with your cigar or you smoke cigar, but you keep saying coffee all the time. It's almost like you're trying to convince us that you don't <laughs> drink anymore. Oh, I drink. 
his bar a lot. Will, his bar will rival Las Vegas. Yeah, you said Scott may not drink anymore. Somewhere in Ireland, there's a guy in a distillery going, "What?" <laughs> the whole island of Islay just went out of business. I don't drink that much. True. Well, even like, yes. um, you know, our, our our friend, fellow cigar patron, shop patron, and listener Roy. He's been on an Islay Scotch kick, a heavy peated. Um, I think his latest bottle is an Ardbeg, which is really heavily peated, and he's pairing that with all kinds of different cigars. Hey, he just I threw a picture up on Facebook uh, yesterday or day before about something that he mm-hmm. was he was smoking with a with a heavy peat Scotch. Yeah, huh. we'll have to try it. Yeah, we will. See, I don't, when Greg said wine, I just didn't. I just did not see wine as being something that you would uh, really smoke a cigar with. I, I think wine and a cigarette, maybe. I don't know. It's kind of weird. Oh, no. But and we've um, cracked a bottle, you know, we've cracked a bottle and smoked um, together, you know, um, cigar and wine. And yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. Well, you do have 400 bo- plus bottles. So probably after COVID, probably more like about 300. <laughs> oh, gosh. Mm-hmm. So there's room at the end now. Yes, there is room at the end. Uh, hey, Sue, you better plan a wine trip again. We've already been planning one. We're trying to check and see if a couple of our wineries are open just for pickup. Well, I like that one. Wild Rodder. Yes, yes. There's one particular one that is so jammy and so good. Boone's Farm? <laughs> Strawberry? <laughs> You're a sick man. I had a rough <laughs> upbringing. <laughs> You grew up in San Diego. How the hell can you be in a rough upbringing? Well, you know, we don't have the time to get into all that. Yeah. <laughs> that may be an off, uh, tap, off-air tap topic. Tap first. That'll be a Beyond the Humidor After Dark segment. Yeah, no kidding. As we all sit here and watch uh, Paul try to relight this. There it is. Incoming. Oh, yeah, good. Don't give him my lighter, because that's a little advanced for him. I don't want to scare him. No, he'll freaking light his Michigan hat on fire. <laughs> Big loss. <laughs> okay. So something Paul mentioned to me, and I think it would be fun. Right, row. Well, you know, today and tomorrow is the uh, NFL, start of the NFL playoffs. So these are the three games that are playing today. I want to get everybody's opinion. Now, mind you, I know nothing about football, so... I'll just do the the announcing here. Your picks for these three games. Colts and Bills. Damn, who the hell do I root for? Who do you think is going to win? COVID. (laughs) (laughs) I'll go Bills on that one. Okay. I'm Bills, too. Yeah, I'll go Bills. Bills. I think we're unanimous. It's going to be the Bills. Buccaneers at Washington. Jesus Go blue, Tom Brady, and the Bucks. All right, this guy's done. Uh, <laughs> um, Buccaneers and and Washington. Oh, the Washington football team. The Washington football yes. team. Yeah, what Washington is the, Redskins. What is this? The toilet bowl? Um, <laughs> it's the tidy bowl. No, I'm going. I'm going Redskins just because I don't like Tom Brady. Uh, Scotty, see, you're naming games here that. 
I just don't care about because I'm still bitter at the fact that my Raiders didn't make it. So, dude, dude, oh, stop God. getting bitter about. You know Einstein's definition of, definition of insanity. Your one Super Bowl opportunity, you lost to Tampa Bay. Hey, I'm a Raider fan for life, man. Uh huh. That ankle bracelet must be getting tight. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay, how about uh, now this one? This one I'm going to pick solely for our friend Pat Walsh, but uh, Rams and Seahawks. Anybody taking, but the Seahawks. I'm taking the Rams. Yeah, no Seahawks, please. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. Even though I don't really care about either one, but yeah, I hate the Seahawks more than I don't care for or don't care about the Rams. So yeah, it, it's Rams. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I hate the Seahawks, but if I'm going as a betting man, I'm going Seahawks to win that game. I get hope that. you're listening, Noel. Someone sided with you. I'm a Niner fan picking <laughs> the Seahawks. Niner fan, and you're laughing at me as a Raider fan over there. <laughs> oh, the hits just really keep Hey, our record was better than yours. Uh, by what, two wins or one? Half of our team was injured. COVID got us and everything else. And, you know, I thought we were on the same side here. I'm a Michigan fan. I know you live with a Nittany Lion. Uh, in the state. Well, how about yeah, tomorrow? True. How about Sunday's games? Ravens and Titans. Ooh. Hmm. Titans. Hmm. See that that game right there is my team that I'm picking to come out of that game. The Ravens is my wild card team to actually win the AFC yeah. and beat. That's the that's Chiefs. probably out of the four games you've named. That's probably going to be the best game to sit down and watch. Yeah. Yeah. Because the other one's the Bears and Saints. I'll go with the Saints. Saints. Yeah, it's kind of a given conclusion, isn't it? And I don't then, know how these other teams even got in there. This Redskins, Washington team, and the Bears. Well, and the Raiders aren't in there. The Browns and the Steelers. Oof. Although the Steelers, sorry, Steve, the Steelers the last few games have not been their best, so it could be that the Browns can pull a win. Yeah, that's one of the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Yeah, I'll go with the Browns on that. What's the worst that could happen? Yeah. The Browns, though, let me give it a little information, are actually missing their coach. Yeah, their he's, coach. Out, he's out with COVID, huh? And somebody else, I think, which I think is a bunch of BS, they should they got to do something where they, they shouldn't be playing a game where you're missing your main coach that's pretty much orchestrated your offense and everything, and he's, their, he's the reason why, or one of the reasons why they've made a resurgence. But I'm going Steelers because I uh, want to have a good schedule at my work. well my overall again not knowing much about football my overall pick for winning the super bowl i hate to say it but i'm gonna go with kansas city yep yeah mahomes is a monster Mm -hmm. yeah that's gonna be something else i mean if they pull it off again they probably will and that's that's hard to say coming from a san diego chargers fan yeah what do you think Shit, for Jeez. a Raiders fan, you know how hard that's to say. I still remember the Kansas City Raiders game where we were up by two touchdowns and basically Mahomes said, hold my beer in the last two minutes. Yeah, that was brutal. But you guys did beat him once, which had been something you hadn't done in a while. Yeah. And they got their revenge, that's for sure. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm not, that well, hurt. Remember, um, I'm a Niner fan in the Super Bowl, I think, if we remember. it's He kind of did the same thing to us at the end. 
which uh, I'm definitely feeling still a lot of pain from. Yeah. Now you spoke on the whole Michigan um, Penn State deal between my um, wife and I. She's also a Niners fan to the point where the dog has a bloody Niner jersey. That and, causes some beautiful fights. And he was wearing it last Super Bowl too. Yeah, he was. Oh, it's the dog's fault then. I'm blaming the dog yep, there. I'll blame the dog too. Mm-hmm. Sorry, hun. Yes, I'm blaming the dog. I keep saying, get that thing off of him. And she's like, don't take that off of him. He's cute. He likes it. Look how happy he is. With this dejected <laughs> look on his face of I'm going to murder y'all in my sleep. Dog's trying to figure out how to get up on the patio railing. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, you know, in truth, every year that Scott throws a Super Bowl party, I always go. Yes, it's fun to watch the Super Bowl on his 80-inch television. Ooh, 80 inch. Oh, yeah. Wow. But there is oh, something yeah. even better than that. The food spread he puts out for the party. Dude, when's your restaurant opening up? You doing greens this year? <sighs> I did greens for Christmas. Are we even doing a Super Bowl party? I'm sorry, a Super Bowl protest this year? I don't know. Super Bowl interview. Mm, yeah. Yeah, who knows? I'm on the fence about it. I've got a brisket in my freezer and three racks of ribs. So, I don't know. They're meat. You Sounds know. like a Tuesday. Well, that's, that's enough for Larry and I. What are the rest of y'all going to eat? You know how big that bloody brisket is? You're you, ever not seen, e- you ever seen me eat? <laughs> Larry and I are chubby guys. Come on. Chubby. That was a nice way to say that. <laughs> big boned. I think I've heard that too wow. a few times. Fat. Well, yeah, but. Well, I mean, I I kind of, I think I remember seeing some Facebook posts or some stories about you and Greg kind of talking about different meals you prepared and kind of almost you giving Greg the, come on, Greg, step your game up, you know. Oh, oh yeah, I, I think I've, I'm think I'm I think I'm hot shit with his with my rib game because I copied his, but um, I still have a lot to learn as far as the rest of it goes. Yes, you do, Grasshopper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But it is the pellet smoker is the secret, I think, mm. part of it. And you just recently got well, not recently. Last November, last yeah. Now yeah. I kind of forgot my train of thought there. That's happens to us all the time. Well, the one thing Greg needs to do though is he needs to step up his cooking pan game. The the Kmart uh pan selection needs to uh, Well, get- well, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I am not a Kmart pan guy. I'm a Walmart. There's one step above Kmart, okay? And that's oh, Walmart. Oh, that's just oh so much but, better. <laughs> but see, but see, I'm not spending three freaking thousand dollars on William and Sonoma pans. All clad is the bomb and it wasn't three thousand dollars. It was actually twenty percent off, just shy of two. And those all clad pans, oh those are they're grown up pants. They're pants look, for look, grown ups. Look, you know why when, he when, can't have all clad pans? They don't come in camouflage. No, they don't. <laughs> So so do me a favor when when I'm house sitting when you guys eventually get to go on on your cruises and such again put those away and put the kids pans back in the kitchen would you Oh the kids pans are there they're in the same place Okay good Cuz god a, forbid I mess that up and then I have to answer to your wife Little label Greg no Greg Yeah <laughs> That's a one time purchase though when you purchase those those are like lifetime Yeah I mean I I have ruined my share of pans and I've been told that. Oh. And they haven't been mm-hmm. the best, but um, I am outlawed from using 
a few cast iron um, skill or whatever that because I I made the mistake I didn't I was not aware of how you season them and wash you know don't wash them I guess you don't use a whole lot of soap, soap. you know you can scrub yeah. them and the beauty about um, cast iron which I love is basically if they start getting kind of you know worn rusty or whatever. You put some freaking oil all over the entire pan, right. outside and inside, shove it in your propane grill and let it hang out for about an hour. It comes right back. Mm. So, yeah, you can save them. I mean, I've seen cast iron at a garage sale all rusted out and sorry looking, and it's like, well, how much you want for those? Five bucks? Hell yeah. I'll take those, take them home, wash them up, dry it, make sure they're totally dry, put some um, oil on them, and just shove them in a... Um, propane grill just because I don't want to do it inside because I've got real sensitive smoke detectors. <laughs> so, you know, when it starts getting smoky, I start hearing the alarm and afraid my neighbor's going to out of concern is going to call the fire department and I've got to explain this, mm-hmm. but the propane, yeah, you shove it in your outside grill and just let it sit there at 400, 500 degrees and it comes right yeah, back. It cures them right back. Yeah. Yep. So speaking of pans, not to throw Craig under the bus here, but why not? One night, he decides he's going to cook some chicken. Well, okay, let's let's start with what kind of chicken? Because there's many variants of chicken, as you know. Fried chicken doesn't matter. Chicken. He's cooking chicken. Well, so it kind of does, but let's say sautéing this chicken. Okay, a pan a pan, pan seared yeah, a pan, a pan seared chicken. So he gets a, a two quart pot, and he cooks the chicken in the two-quart pot. While he's cooking the chicken, he's in the dining room on his computer playing League of Legends. Okay. An hour and a half later, the chicken is burned to the bottom of the pot so bad we had to throw the pot away. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Sounds like a story of mine right there. Cooking to me, I get distracted very easily. So that's You get not distracted a, very easily on anything. That's Come on. not a good combination. I, I I like to do a lot of things all at once at the same time, you know, smoke, drink, watch a game, talk to the kids, pet the dog, you know. I get a little bit of deep just, fry a buffalo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> now, eighty inch TV. I'm going to go back to that. By all means, I I just recently purchased a seventy five inch, which actually is currently still sitting in a box. At my home, which is kind of weird. Why would I have a, still have it in a box? I had to purchase the mounting kit that went on my wall, so it just showed up. Please I've pay, actually, some, pay someone to do that. No, no. I've actually gotten pretty good at that. Okay. okay. I don't know about the 75-inch, so I'm a little bit concerned about that. But I put Ladies and gentlemen, next ones. podcast, you're going to hear the story of how Paul's TV fell off the wall. <laughs> if one of my sons can't hold that TV up or help me, and they end up having it go down, it, it, they, I might have one less. One less son. <laughs> One less. Well, have him work out now, conditioned like a Rocky montage, you know, start doing some curls, some lifting, some road works, just so they're ready to hold that TV up. The boys are at the house right now drawing straws. I ain't helping, Dad. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the wife has already convinced me that the first thing that I'm watching on this TV, because I did have to talk her into this one, and... um, which actually wasn't too hard. She she saw the one that she liked, and she started going towards it, and I just was like, let's go with it. This is the one. And she wants to watch Wonder Woman 84 in 4K. Not a bad movie at all. I haven't seen it. Okay. 
Now, speaking of TVs, because this week, and I told you this, Greg, yes. um, the TV in my wife's office died. She says, I was just sitting there, and it just, just, boom, there's wasn't no that, picture. Wasn't that an old plasma? Um, Yeah, it was yeah. an old plasma. Have you killed your list. wife's TV? Oh. No? <laughs> Too soon? <laughs> Between that and the dog, I don't stand a chance, huh, Sue? You're it's a all right, man. It's all right. I love you. So, anyway, so immediately she tells me this, and it's like, well, time to go to RC Willie and or and or Costco, and let's get another TV to put in there. Because she was like, I can't be without a TV. We need to go get one today. Those are the things that a husband wants to hear. Yes. That, that's just beautiful. So okay, well, let's go ahead and, you know, get another TV. So we go to Costco. We pick up a 55-inch. It The original TV is mounted. So we pick up this TV. We bring it into the house. And then I thought of something. Hmm. Let me check that plug. So before I did anything, I plugged the TV that was already mounted into another plug. And guess what happened? <laughs> The electrical outlet in your house died? Yeah. The one for the um, TV, because, you know, legally, according to the Green Book, you can't have, you know, you can't run an exposed plug. You're supposed to run it within the wall and comes out the bottom or whatever. Or you have a plug just sitting right there so you're not running power, you know, along your walls and it looks like crap anyway. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I put in another plug. It came on. Thankfully, we didn't open the new TV. Although she kind of looked at me and said, well, I kind of like this TV. <laughs> it's like, nope, it's going back. <laughs> yep. What kind of TV was that that was originally plugged in or your? Um, Toshiba. It was like okay. a 46, 47-inch Toshiba. Oh, wow. How can you even watch that after this 80-inch you got? Well, what's your 80-inch? It's a Sony. Oh, see, I was, I was looking at Sony, but I, I went to the LG. It, the color to me kind of came out, popped a little more. I know Sony's a little more reliable, I think, probably, maybe, but... LG makes good TVs. Yeah, they do. Um, the Sony that we got when we first moved into this house, it was last year's model. So it was about a little more than five. So it was just like a screaming deal because the new model was about 11. So we're like, what's the difference? Sales guy was like, there really isn't a difference. It's just, the, you know, the new model year. Right. So we're like, okay, well, we'll... Take the older model and it has speakers on the side of it. So we decided to go and pick up a subwoofer. So we've got a subwoofer um, hooked up into that TV with the speakers that are on the side of it. And no, it's not mounted. It sits on a stand because yeah. there's no way in hell I'm mounting that. No, I've got a, I've got an older TV, a Sony Bravia, which is that what yours is in or no? No, it's not a Bravia. Um, I don't. Yeah. My, my TV Sony and I, it's been around since I've had it for 2008. Wow. And it still goes, goes yeah. strong. It's in my like, kind of like dining, whatever my entertainment kind of area. Yeah. And, uh, it has just a pixel here, one there, just real tiny where you barely can't even tell. And I just, you know, just kind of, it's the it, kids TV it. now. Yeah. Video games or whatever that, you know, mess around with. Exactly. Um, but yeah, no, uh, I know what you mean. Well, Final thoughts on our cigars? Oh, man, this 88, I mean, I can't say enough good things about it. 
Um, you get a little stronger as you um, near the end of it. The um, flavor profile changes to a stronger flavor. It was real light and toasty um, at the beginning, but you start getting bolder taste as you go down it, but it's not something that's um, distasteful or overpowering. It's just a little stronger. So it kind of just eases you into the cigar. And again, I can't say enough nice things about the Illusion line. Well, the nice thing is Dion will know because he uh, does see our Instagram and Facebook posts. Good, good stuff. And we look forward to visiting you out in Reno real, real soon. I know for me, I'm struggling to hold on to the damn thing to get the last good bits of flavor out of it. Well, where's your cigar pick? Uh, that'd be at home. Well, that works out real well for I you, know, doesn't isn't it? it? <laughs> I'll manage. How about you? I've It's been nice, smooth all the way through. I mean, it's kind of like, I guess it's kind of like, it's almost like if you don't realize you're smoking it because it's just kind of all the way through consistently just not good. I liked it. That's one of the ones that the one things I love about Illusion and it's universal is it's smooth. It's incredible. His construction is perfect. I don't know what what um, factory he's rolling out of, but he's got a winner. Yeah, he does. Well, again, all of them are winners. Mm -hmm. Even the, um, you know, Candela's your brother loves the Candela's. Yes. And when I'm in Reno, I usually pick him up a couple and I'll get one or two for myself. Yeah, I'm not a fan, but that, you know, as we've always said, not every cigar is for everybody. And if you like it, that's the smoke for you. No, those Candelas are, that's an amazing cigar. All yeah. of Illusion stuff, I, I haven't come across anything that I wasn't um, wasn't happy with. They, they have a good line of cigars for sure. No the, doubt. The line that Greg got me, I, Oscar, um, is it Oscar? Is that Oscar Valadares. Those yeah. ones, he's gave me a few of those, and I've really liked that. I mean, I've enjoyed them a lot. Um, I got an Oscar sitting, uh, one of the Maduros sitting in the ashtray for my next smoke. I'll point them out in there to you that uh, if you want to take a look at maybe yeah. a little bit darker uh, cigar, uh, Oscar's, his Maduro stuff is is amazing. It is. So. And his, his, believe it or not, that Candela wrapped, that barber pole with the Candela and the Maduro, the 2012, is it's an amazing cigar. Oh, mm -hmm. there you go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, I really like those. Yeah, even if you're not into Candela, that's a good way to, you know, try that out. Yeah. Uh, because it uh, it's a super unique uh, flavor on those cigars for sure. I noticed for me, a straight Candela is very grassy. It's very fresh cut lawn sort of taste to it. And that Maduro combined with the Candela leaf tones that down to where it's really enjoyable. Mm -hmm. For sure. See, for me, I, I'm really still very beginning of you know a smoker cigar um it's easier for me to get a better cigar because i don't smoke them as often um and i you know i could i know when you guys say usually it's a good cigar i'm thinking okay how much is it how much are we talking and uh, that's just me because you know you know hey you know you got to uh play within your budget a little bit i guess oh without a doubt um, but there are a lot of cigars that are right in that middle like i mean i I talked to Greg and he's like, Oh yeah, this is a really good cigar for, and it's, it's and only, you know, so much or 10 bucks or whatever it may be. I don't know. And I'm like, oh, okay. I mean, you can get, you know, I found that that you don't necessarily have to, you know, spend a fortune to get a cigar. That's, you know, no, good. the, the median price of let's say $12 in the state of California. It's such a wide range of truly amazing cigars for that $12 price point. You really can't go wrong. 
That's very true. And as a new cigar, excuse me, as a new cigar smoker, I would tell you, don't worry about expense. You know, stay within your price point. If you tell me what your price point is, I could point out a bunch of cigars that be within your price point that are really, really tasty. You don't have to spend a gang of money unless you want to, um, to get a really good cigar. And then if you want to go with, um, geez, and I blanked out. So I'll just say, um, a Cohiba, a Cuban Cohiba. Yeah. You can go that route too. And it's a great smoke, Mm -hmm. but don't think you're restricted to if I can't get my hands on one, I'm sitting here smoking crap because you really aren't. No, I mean, you can find things at the $6 price point, which are really, really good. Like lunch breaks, um, smaller cigars that are real tasty. In fact, Illusion does a 68, which is a four inch by 44, I think. And it's perfect. I mean, that's a good 30, about 30, 40 minute smoke. You know, when you just have a little bit of time, you know, you have limited time and you get the taste of an illusion and, you know, you can smoke it in a timely fashion. You don't feel like you're leaving it. You ran out of time and it's like, oh, I got to set this down or save it for later. And we've talked about saving cigars for later. Yeah, not the best thing to do, but it's, I'm not going to lie and say I haven't done that before. Oh, I've done it too. Yeah, me too. You know, not over a day, maybe a couple of hours if something, you know, Mm -hmm. something crops up at work and it's like, okay, I got to deal with this and set my cigar down and an hour or so later, you know, that's, you know, okay, I'll call it. But, you know, waiting, saying, okay, well, I'll smoke this tomorrow. What, no Friday to Monday? (laughs) Yeah, that's not good. Not, (laughs) I I mean, I found that cigar butt over there still has a couple draws on it. Maybe I'll just try to relight it. No. No, no. Unless you like the taste of of, it. full ashtray you can well i'll say this i i've kind of thought about this myself i mean well what i mean what if greg just slipped me some little cheap cigar and i just kind of like i can't tell the difference i probably wouldn't be able to tell the difference that's okay let me let me he could just slip me some cheap one and i could be like wow this is the best cigar ever oh he has and greg i I know and greg will be like god i gave him the cheap he don't even know I have. <laughs> I know. I've told you. I said, hey, in this, there's been a, the couple of the bags I've given you. In this bag, I'm not going to tell you which one oh, yeah. is a yardstick. And you never tell me, hey, I figured out which one it is. So back to the beginning of this kind of conversation, we talked about the beginning of us smo- or me smoking cigars and whatnot. How many of you guys actually maybe got sick or a little bit, whatever your first cigar? Me. It's happened. It happened a week last weekend. Yeah, I didn't get sick on my first cigar, but uh, I had an experience in this lounge. Um, I I started smoking a shaggy um, uh, Gurkha in the afternoon at work. Finished up, came in here. They had uh, the owner and the rep from Kristoff were here, and. I got handed a triple Maduro, Kristoff <laughs> triple Maduro, oh. which is a great cigar. I hadn't had anything to eat mm-hmm. since seven o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. I sat down and, and power smoked through a triple Maduro. I started my second triple Maduro. We're here late into the evening. A longtime customer who owned a pizza place in the area shows up with uh, two or three pizzas there's six or seven guys still here. The the Kristoff guys are still here. I get almost through that second 
triple Maduro, and I'm like, gee, man, I got to get out of here. I got to head home. I live about 15 minutes up the road. I'm about halfway home, and I felt like I got kicked in the head by a horse. I was just, man, I hope I make it to the house. <laughs> wow. yeah. I get, I pull in the driveway. I come in the house. My wife looks at me. She goes, what in the hell happened to you? And I said, uh, I smoked three cigars today, and I haven't eaten anything until I put two pieces of pizza on top of two triple Maduros. She goes, you don't look like you feel very well. I'm like, yeah, I don't. I drank two big glasses of water and went to bed. And that was, that was the worst I've ever felt smoking cigars. And I just didn't, I just didn't prepare myself for what I was doing. Which is I, what Greg has kind of pointed out to me in his pointing out of the cigars. He's like, make sure you eat before that one. Make, yep. make, make sure, make sure. And, uh, and stubborn me because of, you know, I am stubborn. I have powered through a, a one or so cigars once. Actually, one he gave me because I live kind of a I'm kind of fast paced kind of character. So sometimes I don't have a lot of time. It seems like, which is not usually good when you're smoking cigar. I think you want to kind of sit back and enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And I did power through when I told him, and I go, man, it all of a sudden hit. Yeah, me. you only do that once. It hit me <laughs> hard. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, I instantly was like starting to feel it. And I was like, oh, this is not good. And then I. <laughs> I I, lit, I did finish it, um, went inside, and I just sat back on the couch and leaned back, and I was like, whoa, this is not good. Got a couple waters, like you said, but, it, you know, I came back it came back kind of fast. Yeah, you, I mean, you yeah. rebound pretty yeah. quick, but it's still, It man, was not it's, good, yeah. It's, uh, it'll make a believer out of you for mm-hmm. sure. Well, it, it kind of ruined the whole moments before when I was enjoying it there for a while until I, until I tried to decide to, you know, I had to hurry up and get through it for some reason. <laughs> when I was smoking it by myself, you know, trying to trying to get through the cigar before my you know next uh, thing I was going to have to do. Well, so. I guess I'm the minority of the group. No, really. No. <laughs> you thought about that? I could tell. <laughs> I have never gotten cigar sick. I've got the, the closest I've gotten to it is um, I was smoking a cohiba, and I got up and it was just like. I felt a little drunk. It was kind of like, woo, okay, I'm feeling woozy. And it was just for about maybe 10 seconds. And after that, I was fine. But, you know, when I first started smoking cigars and talking to other people who smoke cigars, they give you the warnings or they tell you the stories. Hey, man, I didn't eat anything. I think I had like half a cup of coffee and, you know, a couple of cigars. And I was sicker than a dog, blase, blase. And it's like, oh, well, I know not to do that. You know, make sure you're doing it on a full stomach. But there's times I've smoked, well, depending on why I smoke, because I never smoked anything that strong. You know, I know you know, it's like I don't smoke a Maduro and haven't had anything to eat, but I've never gotten sick, but basically because I've heard the stories. So I've kind of avoided it. And after smoking for, you know, more than 20 years, yeah, amazingly, I haven't gotten cigar sick. Well, even, even seasoned cigar smokers, it'll happen to them. Yeah. You want to chisel another cup of coffee? <laughs> no, Navy coffee Oof. and a chisel. New. Yeah, I used to work for um, the Navy Labs, and my boss, who was a West Point graduate, uh, West Point, a um, Annapolis graduate, um, he made some really powerful Navy coffee to the point, those of you who know, if you look at his coffee cup, and it's basically black. 
because it stained it so much. You know, he, you know, he'd walk around with his Annapolis coffee mug and you can see he's halfway done and the freaking inside is still black. Looks like he's mixing roofing patch in it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and that's the perfect description for it. And I've had my share of Navy coffee without being in the Navy. And it's like, ooh, this is powerful. You're going to be awake, that's for sure. It's like, I guess, if you're camping some cowboy, I guess they call it kind of cowboy. Yeah, yeah. that's about the extent of it. Uh Well, looks like my smoke's to the nub and coffee cup is empty. So I think it's about that time. I want to thank our audience out there. And on behalf of Greg, Larry, and our guest, Paul, hey, thank you for listening. Check us out at LumaCigarCartel.com. Like and share us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. Don't be a stranger. Drop us a line. Let us know you're out there. If you get the opportunity, drop us a review. I'm Scott Robinson, and from all of us here at Beyond the Humidor, we look forward to chatting with you on the next episode. Until then, take care, take care, stay healthy, good smoke, good drink, and good life. <laughs>